chipped ham and football. That's what Pittsburgh does. Welcome to the PG Sports Now Show, part of the Post Gazette's podcast network. I'm Brian Batko, and excited to be joined today by two-time Super Bowl champ with the Steelers, Jack of all trades, former offensive lineman Trey Essex. Trey, I think you're one of the more insightful follows on social media when it comes to the uh, ex-player perspective. So really appreciate you taking some time out for us, man. No problem, Brian. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. And fun fact I came across while preparing for this, you have the same birthday as my lovely wife. So we're either going to get along great here or you're going to yell at me a lot. We'll see how it goes. But You know who also shares that birthday? Mr. Charlie Batch is also. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Nice. Nice. Uh, All right. Well, first, though, this show is presented by Pella. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on energy costs year round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give us a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. Again, call them at 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella windows and doors of Pittsburgh. Uh, Trey, I think the most newsworthy bit from Monday's uh, bonus practice for the Steelers, uh, offensive line-wise, Dan Moore uh, back healthy, uh, back with the starters, uh, now that he's healthy at at left tackle. Um, I think everybody could kind of agree that Broderick Jones acquitted himself pretty well in his first NFL mm-hmm. start uh, against the Ravens. You know, How surprised would you be if the Steelers go away from Broderick Jones and, and kind of go back to uh, to Dan Moore Jr. at this point? Well, I think a little bit of Coach Tomlin's philosophy, and it was similar to when we were there, um, is that if you're doing what you're supposed to do as far as the rehab process and you were a starter when you got hurt, that you at least get a chance to reclaim your starting position when you come back. So I think that's probably the overriding reason why Dan Moore got inserted into the starting lineup. We'll see how practice goes this week. Obviously, I know this is a big week of practice, and you know who knows what the uh, the end result will be if Roderick will end up reclaiming. But I think he's going to leave give Dan Moore that chance and that confidence to re-earn his his starting position since he lost it by uh, being hurt. Yeah, I guess that's the old uh, Wally Pip situation, right? You never want a, a starter to to lose their job due to injury, but I guess you could argue, and, and like you uh, you know, alluded to there, we don't know yet. We'll see what Tomlin says at yeah. noon today right. at his presser. Maybe it's going to be a week of competition between those two in practice. I, I guess that's it's kind of tough to stage a position battle in week six um, right. you know, when it's not training camp, it's not preseason, but I guess you could also look at it as, hey, Moore's not losing his job due to injury necessarily. He's losing it because a first-round pick came in and in a huge spot uh, probably gave them a little bit better play than the previous guy had over the uh, the early portion of the season. I mean, I would agree. I think Broderick did a uh, really good job, especially against the the Ravens and, and a division opponent as big as that game was. And he stepped up in a big way. Uh, I also hope that helped him that Isaac also had his best game coincidentally yeah. enough um, at the left guard position. And so uh, it always makes your job a little bit easier when your left guard is uh on his uh, P's and Q's for that weekend. So I'm sure that helped Broderick out in a big way. And I know Isaac probably took that pride knowing that he was going to have uh, Broderick making his first start as well. So, but yeah, one could argue that Broderick did outplay him uh, to this point in the season, but Dan Moore did put a body of work together during the preseason and the off season. And it was uh, to the point where the coaches felt comfortable enough keeping Dan Moore at the starting at left tackle, which was surprising as much as they went through to get Roderick Jones in the draft. And so 
obviously they have a, a high pick invested in Roderick and they, they think highly of him, but um, they're going to at least give Dan more that chance. I thought with all the adversity that Dan has been uh, given this off season and, and seeing how he played towards the end of last year, I think the coaches are doing um, right by him and giving him this chance to uh, start again at left tackle. I'll ask you this as somebody who uh, wore a lot of hats for the Steelers offensive line when you were in Pittsburgh, um, you know, from what you've seen of more uh, at left tackle and from what we've seen so far, it shoots a core for at right tackle. I mean, I guess one, could you see Dan flipping over there, just given his, uh, you know, his frame his his skill set. And two, I mean, do you think there should be any pressure on Chooks at this point, or do you think he's, he's kind of held it down and, you know, somebody, you mentioned body of work. I mean, he's got the most body of work with the Steelers of anybody on this right. offensive line. Do you feel like he's kind of set there as, as long as uh, he's healthy and or, or things don't go really poorly for him at, at some point in this season? I think so. I think um, Chooks' worst game was against Oakland or L.A. Yeah. I still uh, say the, Oakland sometimes, the Raiders, too. Yeah. The, the Vegas Raiders or whatever. And I think you uh, didn't talk about him because so much attention was being paid to – uh, Robert making his first start, but I thought Chiefs played really well against the Ravens this past week. And so um, I think he's pretty set. And obviously I think Dan Moore's next step, if he does get his position taken and Roderick and this ends up becoming the left tackle, I think Dan Moore makes a, a good case as a swing tackle. Um, he hasn't gotten enough reps at right tackle to really threaten Chooks in his position because it's, and people think that it's such an easy switch, but since Dan Moore has been, a left tackle his entire career since he's been in Pittsburgh. It's not an easy transition just to go and completely yeah. flip your body around and play right tackle, um, especially in the NFL, obviously. And so I think that's something that he would need some time at and some work at in practice if he does end up getting demoted and moving the switch uh, to the switch tackle position. But I don't think Chooks has done it bad enough. And I think actually he's actually improved as the season progressed that he shouldn't be worried about his position being taken. I'm glad you bring up that issue of it's not as easy as people sometimes make it seem from the outside right. to just shuffle <laughs> linemen. Because another thing I always hear is, ah, you know, Steelers, they, they need to do something with the interior. Just put James Daniels yeah. at center, leave Nate Herbig at right guard. I mean, that's James Daniels is, yes, he has center in his background. He's done it in college, I think, and at the NFL level. But when you've been locked into a guard spot for the last, I guess, probably three, four, five years for him, I mean, it's not just like, hey, all of a sudden go out there, use your muscle memory, snap right. the rock and, and block people, right? Like, you, And also from a, I guess, respect standpoint too and what you're paying somebody like him, you, you don't just take him from where he's most comfortable and where he's earned his money to to make a move that maybe will upgrade the another piece of your line, right? I appreciate, I appreciate that, Brian. I mean, us <laughs> old, old linemen don't really get – the benefit of the doubt. They don't want to hear about the process. They just it's not Madden. It's not Madden where you're just like, hey, this guy's an 82 at guard, but he's an 80 at center. So why don't I just move him over? In right. game? No, that's not the case at all. I remember Madden, the catcher. You could put him anywhere. He was like a 90 <laughs> something. And so, um, but no, it's definitely not that simple. It's not a plug and play type of thing, especially when you've gotten guys who have gotten used to each other playing in certain positions like Mason. And James have been playing uh, center and right guard for now 20 plus games right next yeah. to each other. So it's not as easy. I know Mason has not had the best year. And anybody yeah, talk about uh, him later for sure. worried about uh, their their level of play, I think we've hit a hard ceiling with Mason's upside right now. And I hope maybe he's coming out of that funk and we 
with the type of play calls, more downhill running, he'll get more into a groove. But up to this point, he has been probably the more disappointing lineman, I think, uh, this for this far this year. Seeing that he's the leader and it starts with him, uh, you want a little bit more production, especially with our history at the center position in Pittsburgh. But, um, right, it's not a situation where you want to take him out and put James in, even though he has the history. James also is getting into his groove at right guard. Him and Chooks have developed a good rapport on that right side of the line and him coming back off in, uh, injury. You don't want him to think about too much more, you know, moving to center, keep him at right guard, keep Isaac at left. I think hopefully they can help prop makes it up and get him moving in the right direction. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, Cole in the second half of the show a little bit more because uh certain somebody is going to be up against him uh, this weekend in Los Angeles. Somebody that, oh, uh, nice. <laughs> that Pittsburgh fans know well, but first real quick, I wanted to ask you, um, what have your thoughts been on Nate Herbig in these, a uh, couple games that he's played because he's another one that people say, oh, well, should they maybe bench Mason Cole and, and get Herbig in there? Even though, again, he's been playing right guard to this point, doesn't have a ton of experience at center in the NFL. Well, I know that he's had has had to at least uh, learn all three uh, interior positions in practice. So I'm sure he's got a lot of snaps in practice, but you got to also look at it from Kenny Pickett's side. Who is he most comfortable with under center and taking shotgun snaps from? But, uh, I thought Herbig has been very solid. Uh, we signed him for a reason because he provides great depth in the interior position. And I thought he came in and played really well in James' stead. And so um, he's somebody I'm sure they've looked at over the bye week to see uh, how much uh, more can he get the offensive line. You know, is it possible from the play center? Has he got any first team reps? I don't know uh, one way or the other, but uh at this point, our O-line, nobody is above reproach. I mean, everybody at this point needs to take a hard look at themselves in the mirror because it has not been uh, up to snuff as far as our play on the offensive line. And everybody should be worried about if their position could be potentially taken by somebody who's up and coming on the rise because it has not been where we needed it to be. Fair enough. Uh, right now, a quick word from Goldberg, Persky, and White. If you were diagnosed with mesothelioma or lung cancer, call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky, and White. For over 40 years, their firms represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelioma victims. Call 1-800-COMPLEX or visit gpwlaw.com for a free consultation. Also, quick shout out to Propel Schools. Their 13 public charter schools in Allegheny County will build a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level during your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give your children the quality education they deserve. Learn more and apply to Propel Schools by visiting propelschools.org. So yeah, Aaron Donald uh, against the interior of the Steelers offensive line uh, that we just talked about. This Rams defense, I feel like some no names in the back end, right? I mean, they've had to rebuild uh, in a big way since winning that Super Bowl, but still some dogs up front. And it starts with a guy who some people think is one of the best players in NFL history. How do you stop a guy like that, Trey? And I guess you can't stop him. How do you limit or try to contain a guy like Aaron Donald? And what's your level of confidence in this particular Steelers group doing it on Sunday? He is definitely one of those guys where you have to account for and game plan accordingly because he can completely wreck an offense by himself single-handedly. He's that good. He's been that dominant. And everybody knows that at this point. There's no hiding it. There's no um, really way around it. You really got to account for him on every single play. And so he, the best thing I think you have to do with a guy like Aaron Donald and a lot of guys who are elite pass rushers and uh, run defenders, you have to – you can't be afraid, but you got to be smart. And I think uh, with that, you have to run at him. 
Um, don't go shy away and try to run from him because he makes a lot of his plays just from quickness and getting by on the backside. And so you really want to attack a guy like that, make him work more. Um, you're going to have to double team him on almost every single pass play, sometimes triple team him, make sure running back is there, stays an extra second just in case that 9-9 flashes through. So give Kenny an extra more second because he is just that much of a monster. And so I think we have our work cut off for us because he's that good. But you see other teams have had success running the ball against the Rams, and most of it because they're running at 99 and then taking advantage when he does sub out of really establishing a physicality up front and not shying away from being physical with that defensive line. And one thing about Matt Canada, you know, there's been every criticism in the world of him this season. I'm not going to ask you what an audible is because I think think that horse has been – yeah, dead and buried for, for a while now. But uh, one thing he's, I think he's done well game plan wise is the Steelers have minimized some of these mutants that they've played against on defense, whether you talk about Bosa, Crosby, Miles Garrett. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be super efficient or prolific on offense, but you're taking one major variable out of the equation at least. Now they got to do it with a guy who does his work on the interior. And you got to think that Aaron Donald is probably licking his chops a little bit, seeing what Mason Cole has put on tape and you know this isn't to uh you know to beat down mason cole he, he seems like a mm-hmm. great guy and he's obviously a leader of that team but got to be real when we're critiquing the steelers offensive line um you know what in pass protection wise i mean yeah you, you mentioned doubles or is it just a matter of mason cole hey you got to play better and if not it, it could be a long day for Pickett. it's a combination of both all of the yeah. above because you got to bring a guard with you whenever you're blocking against Aaron Donald. You can't expect Mason to, to guard him one-on-one because he will collapse that pocket and it will eliminate Kenny Pickett, who's already been a little tentative in the pocket, from stepping up. And we need him to be able to have room to step up in the pocket, not only to keep his eyes downfield and make the big plays, but for to potentially to scramble because I think that's a big part of what we're missing from Kenny is his willingness to run and uh, – Give it, give that another threat. Uh, give the defense something else to think about. And so we need to solidify the inside of that pocket with ninety nine back there roaming in it. It's kind of it's harder than most weeks to do, but it's something that we got to emphasize this week in practice. Solid, solid pass protection. We have the dogs on our defense to at least give good looks, especially a guy like Larry Ojanobi and um, Montavious Adams and stuff like the guys who can give looks similar to what Aaron Donald could do in the past rush game. So to give our offense a good look going into this week, we at least get a little bit. Nobody can exactly mimic what uh, Mr. Donald can do, but you want to give the best looking practice you can. I think we got some of the guys to do that. So hopefully they're getting their work in this week. Today is Tuesday. This is uh, a day off, but tomorrow is going to be the big, big work day for them. And I, I know they're going to be emphasizing on what night and I can do to an offensive line. For sure. Um, yeah, maybe with Kenny coming back, you know, getting healthier from that knee slash calf, whatever was going on with him against the Ravens, maybe that will allow him to have a little bit more mobility uh, this week. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Steelers defense, too, though, because we've talked a lot about offense on the show. Obviously, that's your forte. But right. what has my attention this week against the Rams, the boy wonder Sean McVay is still uh, the maestro of that offense comes from the the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. Saw what a Shanahan offense did to the Steelers in week one, Trey. We saw what a you know much less experienced and explosive Shanahan offense did to them week four in, in Houston. Right. How much concern is there that it's just a bad matchup or a bad schematic 
uh, issue for the Steelers when they run into now what the Rams are going to try to do with a more experienced quarterback by far than both the right. 49ers and the Texans had in Matt Stafford thrown to, to Cooper Cup and everybody's breakout guy, Puka Nakua, out there. Puka Nakua. He's uh... a. <laughs> Uh, he's on my on my fantasy team. I picked him up. Oh my one gosh! He's been, I'm jealous of you right now. He's been fantastic, but unfortunately for me, I gotta sit him because I always I can never start the guys that are going against Pittsburgh. It's just my thing. So but yeah, then you're like rooting. You don't know what you're rooting for. You feel right. a little weird inside. Yeah, I got you exactly. And with the way Cooper is looking, like he was never hurt. Uh, um, his big game this past weekend. Um, yeah, he looks fantastic. His first two weeks back. So those two actually. Uh, we have our, our work cut off for us on the defensive side of the ball. But one of the things that I think we have going for us and we really got to uh, hope uh, hone in on during this bye week is stopping the run. That has been something that has been uncharacteristically bad for us the last couple of years. And no exception this year, we're still not great in that aspect of our defense. And the Rams are, we're getting them at the right time because they lost both of their running backs, yeah. I think for at least a week and, and Kyron Williams and, um, um, Ronnie Rivers, Ronnie Rivers yeah. yeah, yeah, and so this is the time for us to really establish, uh, make uh, making the Rams one dimensional. Now, that's still going to be a tough task when you got a uh, Cooper Cup. That's a good dimension, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good dimension to have if that's your only one. But, uh, I mean, at least we can, they can make, make them a little bit more predictable, therefore, letting our, our guys on the edge get after them, uh, High Smith, and obviously TJ. Um, if we can make them make Stafford hold on to that ball that extra second, then one of them get back there and cause some havoc. But um, definitely, I think we need to concentrate on stopping the run. And this is a perfect game to do it with them down some running backs and us uh, being able to establish that this week coming off a of bye week, I think is crucial. It seemed like that quick game from Brock Purdy and CJ Stroud really neutralized mm-hmm. EJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and those two blowout losses. But also, like I, I remember talking to Patrick Peterson, who's been around, seen it all after the Texans game. And he's like, man, you know, that's all the eye candy, the perimeter runs. Like it, it really was San Fran 2.0. Uh, mm-hmm. Now this, you know, this, it could be another, uh, you know, problem for them this week. But uh, hey, after the way TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith were getting after Lamar Jackson, you can probably feel somewhat good that uh, they're they're going to get it tightened up on the defensive side. And, the and the kid, uh, Kanua Bitten. I really <laughs> yeah. like the way he's been playing up front. Um, we needed somebody like him to really step up in uh, Cam's uh, in Cam's absence. Somebody sure. like, you know, like Larry Ojinobi has been playing fantastic, but he needs some help, and we need to do it by committee because nobody can do what '97 does. Just like '99 for for the Rams, '97 is that for us, and it's good to see the rookie step up in some big situations. That I think he's going to be crucial uh, this week if we want to stop the run and make uh, put some more pressure on Stafford. Yeah, everybody talks about Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. needing to play. I, I'm with you, Trey. I think Keanu Benton probably needs to play a little bit more, too, at yeah, that point, agreed. based on, on what he's shown. Um, Definitely. Well, just the last thing. Uh, do you get a, a warm and fuzzy feeling when you see Steelers versus Rams? Wasn't that one of your better games <laughs> toward the end of, of your career when you played? You played center the whole game, and, and you just kind of got thrown in the deep end and uh, and let it rip, and you guys uh, shut them out 27 nothing. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of my better games, if not my best game. Um, it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, I think, actually, too. So it ended up being a very good holiday presence, presence as well. But that tells you my age. That was back when they were still in St. Louis, you know, and they had Stephen Jackson back there running the ball. So uh, They might be yeah. signing Stephen Jackson this week to be their backup <laughs> running back. So we'll I know, right? <laughs> They're definitely down some some dogs back there. But, uh, yeah, definitely some good feelings when, when going against the Rams. Uh, 
hopefully we can have a similar outcome this week versus the Rams uh, that, that I did when I when I had that good game back then. But uh, yeah, definitely some good feelings when I think about us playing against them. Well, hey, thanks so much uh, for joining me, Trey. Uh, keep all those comments coming on on the platform yeah. formerly known as Twitter. I uh, love to see your thoughts on this team as they go through the season. Uh, everybody watching at home, uh, you know, you can see his uh, his handle there, Trey Day seventy nine. Uh, give him a follow, check him out. Uh, anything else you want to add before I let you go, man? No, I appreciate it, Brian. I'm just looking forward to a good week of football. We had a stress free this stress free Sunday this past yeah. weekend. Uh, now uh, it's time for us to see if we can. Uh, rally like we did at the end of the bye last year so uh, i'm hoping to see some good things from the black and yellow this weekend for sure thanks to all the listeners out there as well before i uh, sign off just a quick plug for upcoming event next month the great yinzer tailgates bringing the best of the berg to south point on november 4th showcasing pittsburgh's rich culture iconic sports history and vibrant community spirit the great yinzer tailgate it will immerse you in the unique blend of traditions that make pittsburgh legendary visit www.thegreatyinzertailgate.com com for details. Thanks again to Trey Essex. I'm Brian Batko from the Post-Gazette. I will talk to you on the Friday show with our guy Chris Carter, and I'm going to be heading out to LA uh, on Saturday, so uh, that, that'll be a fun time as well. Um, keep it locked here uh, on the postgazette.com website for all of our shows, all of our content all week, getting you ready for Steelers Rams. See you, folks. Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette.